You are listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, a podcast for survivors of suicide loss. In this weekly podcast, you will learn more about your unique experiences and gain insights on your brain and how it processes grief and loss due to a loved one's suicide. While suicide grief comes in all shapes and sizes, Amy shows you that you still can have a life full of joy and fulfillment even though your loved one died. You don't have to just survive anymore. You can thrive. You are listening to the Survive to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, episode number 64, Grief Misconceptions. Hey there, friends. How are you? Welcome to the podcast. So thankful for all of you joining in each week and listening to the different topics that we discuss as it pertains to grief and loss and all of the things we deal with and feel as we're experiencing losses, especially feeling lost due to suicide. I feel like when I lost my sister back in 2017, there just wasn't enough opportunity or resources for me to just have a space where I could really process what I was experiencing and what I was going through, which really is my reason for putting this podcast together. So I am so thankful that each of you are listening. So thanks again. If you are liking this podcast and find some use from it and receive benefit, please share it with others who have also lost a loved one due to suicide. I think the more we can spread the word about different resources that are available for those who have lost, the better, because the more support we receive as we're going through this experience, the easier it's going to be going through it. So please share. And I appreciate it. Okay. So I want to talk about grief misconceptions because in general, I feel like grief is one of the most misunderstood experiences that we as humans experience in our life. And I think it is interesting because we have an idea. If we haven't gone through a grief experience yet, we have an idea on what that grief experience should look like, right? Or maybe we have witnessed someone go through grief. And so we see it through that lens of how somebody else has processed a loss, right? And I'm talking about any type of grief. I mean, things like divorce, things like losing a pet, losing a job, grieving the loss of an opportunity or a promotion, you know, grief can show up in different capacities aside from death. And so I feel like when we witness someone going through the grief process, we have an idea on what that looks like. And then we, when we are confronted with an experience that creates grief in our own lives, sometimes we're thrown off we don't quite know what to do with all of the thoughts and the feelings that we're feeling. And we're not sure how to sort out this experience in a way that is comfortable for us, right? It feels very, very uncomfortable to go through the grief process because there's a lot of unknowns when it comes to it. Um, there's going to be times when you're going to be thrown into staging grief that you weren't prepared for. Or maybe you feel like you have gone through many stages of grief and you feel like you have gotten through to the other side, 
only to be catapulted right back into the depths of grief again. And it can be really challenging for us to reconcile that. So I think there's just a lot of misconceptions and a lot of things that we think when we are thinking of grief and what that experience should and should not look like. And so I want to go through those misconceptions because I think they're important to know. And also, too, I think it's important for us to understand that. So if we have other loved ones who are going through grief or know of someone else who's going through grief, or maybe it's a family member that is also going through this same loss that you're grieving, right? Then we have a better understanding on what grief is and how it can show up differently for each of us. So, all right, without further ado, let's get to it. Okay. So the first misconception I want to talk about, and I am pretty positive. I have mentioned this in previous episodes before, but I feel like it's important to note here because it is a huge misconception is that grief is not linear. Okay. I feel like the misconception here is that people believe it is that they believe that there are these five stages of grief that we need to go through and we need to come to a final stage, which is referred to in the five grief stages as acceptance. Okay. Now I think this is the misconception here. Okay. Because grief is not a linear process. And there is also not a destination that you arrive to. Okay. There's no arriving at the end of grief. Okay. There's no place that you're going to get to, there's no destination to achieve. Grief is going to be an experience that we're going to carry with us. Okay. It's never going to be completely, completely final. Now, here's the good news with this. When we understand that grief is not a final destination, okay, and that the grief stages can look so different for each of us individually, that we are taking the pressure off of ourselves, right? We're taking the pressure off of ourselves with compassion. Because it's not going to look like the same as everyone else, okay? It's, you're not doing it wrong, okay? I feel like so many of us judge ourselves, especially if we're stuck in a stage. For example, if we're really stuck in an angry cycle, okay? We might be feeling like, you know, this is prolonged. We shouldn't be doing this any longer. We're doing it wrong, okay? And that's not necessarily true, okay? We also may feel that if we skip a stage entirely, that we're also doing something wrong, right? I know of some people, including myself, one of the stages that I didn't really spend a lot of time in is the anger phase, okay? I never really felt a lot of anger. I never really felt mad that my sister died in this way. Okay. And I also wondered why I wasn't really experiencing so much of that grief. And I kind of was wondering and concerned if I was doing this whole thing wrong. But the truth is, is that 
some of these stages that we go through are going to be very short-lived and some of them are not going to show up at all. Maybe some of you won't feel sad at all, okay? Nothing wrong with not feeling sad about it, okay? And it's really interesting how we do give ourselves all this pressure based on what we knew about grief prior to our loss, right? Think about the movies that we watch or the shows that we, you know, watch or the books that we read and the descriptions and the experience of grief that these characters have, right? And so we have this idea that this is grief. This is what it should look like. You should feel very sad. You should be crying. You should be going through angry and anger and denial and, you know, begging God to take it all back and doing all these different things. And we really have this idea in our heads that this is what grief looks like, but it's not necessarily true. And it's also very individualized depending on the person who is experiencing the grief, the relationship you had with the person that you lost. And, you know, and also too, the experiences you had with the person as well, leading up to their, to their death, right? This all plays a role into what it is that you're experiencing. Okay. Which leads me to my next misconception, which is grief should look the same for everyone. Okay. As I've just reiterated in the first one is that it is absolutely not true. Grief is absolutely unique. Grief is going to depend on your age. It's going to depend on your gender. It's going to depend on who you are, how you think, your relationship with your family members, with this person that died, your relationship with your spirituality, your coping mechanisms. There's so many different things that are going to play a role. And because each and every one of us is an individual and each and every one of us is unique. It's going to show up in that way in our grief. How could we expect it to be any different than that, right? You're not doing anything wrong by the way that you're grieving. It's just there's so many different pieces of what makes you an individual and what makes your relationship with your person that you lost unique that's going to make your grief experience very individualized and very unique. Okay. The third misconception I want to talk about is that feeling emotions, okay, like sadness, for example, makes you weak. Okay. Let's say the truth here. Feeling emotions during grief does not make you weak. Okay. Crying is not weakness. Anger is not weakness, sadness, anxiety, pain, all of these negative emotions that you're experiencing as you're experiencing grief are not weaknesses, okay? Being willing to feel these emotions is brave and courageous, okay? Because when we are willing to feel the emotions, willing to experience grief for what it is, it 
takes some bravery and some courage because it's very uncomfortable to feel these emotions, right? It's very uncomfortable to experience pain, to experience sadness, to experience anger, okay? And a lot of times when we start to allow ourselves to feel emotions, we tell ourselves that the emotion is a problem, okay? And what I want to say about that is that feelings and emotions are not problems. Sadness is not a problem, okay? Loneliness is not a problem. Feeling angry is not a problem, okay? Now, I want to say as a little disclaimer with all that, if we leave these emotions completely unchecked, like for example, if we leave our anger unchecked and we start using it in such a way that could harm ourselves or harm others, okay, that that can be a problem. But feeling the emotion in and of itself is not the problem, okay? It never has been, never is. In fact, feeling feelings and emotions are part of the human experience. It's part of what separates us from other species, right? It's what makes us unique to be able to feel these emotions. And the truth is that there is a lot of power in allowing ourselves to feel negative emotions. Because if we allow ourselves to feel emotions that are not comfortable, it can propel us a lot further in our lives and towards success more than anything else. Okay. So feelings and emotions are not problems. Okay. And feeling emotions does not make you weak. Okay. All right. The fourth uh, misconception I want to talk about, and I think this is really important to discuss because especially in my practice and in groups that I participate in and support, I find that a lot of people use this term, this new normal, okay? That now that they've experienced this indescribable loss, that now they're just faced with this life that they're just going to have to deal with, right? That this is just going to be their new normal. And I hate that term. It's it's just not the truth, okay? While we are taking our grief with us in our lives, we can still have an abundant, beautiful life with grief, okay? We don't have to resolve to this new normal. In fact, I feel like this idea of the new normal is so self-limiting. It limits us experiencing things that we want to experience, like joy, okay? Like excitement, like feeling ready to take on something new, right? To do something that would take you out of your comfort zone, right? If we're thinking that this sadness, this loneliness, this feeling of confusion and anxiety and guilt and all of these negative emotions that we're feeling is just going to be now our new normal. That just 
limits us from experiencing joy, happiness, excitement, and exhilaration. And I don't think any of us want that for ourselves, right? Yet when we're using this term new normal, it limits us to not be able to pursue those things. So I don't like the term new normal. I like it, the idea that we have a life that we've experienced. We've experienced grief, okay? Grief is not part of our identity. Grief is an experience that we've experienced that allowed us to experience a lot of different feelings and emotions, right? And we can still have a good, fulfilling, abundant life despite our loss, okay? All right. All right, my friends. So those are the misconceptions that I really, really wanted to talk about today because I think they're super important. I think they're good to understand. It helps us to understand ourselves, understands, you know, those that we care about and love that are also experiencing grief so that we can be more of a support and understand how their grief may look different than ours. And, you know, and that that's okay. Their grief doesn't have to look like ours. In fact, it's probably good that it doesn't because we can use our strengths to support them and they can use their strengths to support us through our own grief journey. All right, friends. So that's it for this week. Thanks again for tuning in again. Please, if you like what is being taught in this podcast, please share it with friends, family, whoever in your social media. I would love to get the word and spread it out. So Again, thank you. Thanks for listening. And until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends and write a review on iTunes. Also, check out survived-to-thrive.com for more information and to subscribe to get the podcast's latest episode, along with useful tips you can begin to use immediately to feel better, directly sent to your inbox.